Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. We thank you for the gift of this day. We thank you especially here on Holy Thursday for the gift of the Eucharist and for inviting us into that intimate relationship with you uh, through receiving the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ, Lord. So we thank you for that blessing as well as all the other blessings, Um, even those blessings that sometimes show up as crosses that we have to carry alongside by your grace, Lord. So we thank you for all that, and we pray in particular for all those um, in Ukraine and and other parts of the world uh, where violence and war uh, impacts their daily lives, Lord. So we keep them in a special place in our hearts and in our prayers. And we lift all these up to you, Lord, through the intercession of Our Lady, as we pray together. Hail Mary, full, full of, of grace, grace, the Lord, Lord is with thee. With thee. Blessed, blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. In the, Father, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Got a superstar on the on, on the phone line today coming to us from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Mr. Luke Crawford. He is the president of Decided Excellence Catholic Media, and I think you're somewhere near Pittsburgh, right? Yes, that's correct, Todd, just on the north side there. All right. And today's co-host is Mr. John Wilson, and uh, he, he brought Luke to the show today, and I really appreciate him. He's a previous guest. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Todd. You know? Good to be here again. Well, John, uh, Luke, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks, Don, and, and thanks, John, as well, for inviting me to be on the show. Uh, John and I met through our work at Decided Catholic Media, and we'll dive into that here in a little bit. Uh, the, the greatest blessing in my life is, is my beautiful wife, Katie, and the Lord blessed us with seven amazing children. Um, I spent uh, a number of years in, in ministry. I have about 15 years of experience uh, teaching. Then I went on to become a principal and then president of a, of a co-ed Catholic high school here in Western PA. And uh, the Lord blessed me with just a lot of great relationships through that and, and the opportunity to evangelize year in and year out, day in and day out really a blessing. And then right around the time that Katie and I were, were praying and really wanting to be open to the Lord about, you know, where he's moving us in life is when I got connected with Decided Excellence Catholic Media. And so now I've been with uh, DE. We call ourselves DE, right? Decided Excellence. I've been with DE now for just over two years, and it, it's been an amazing journey already, and there's much excitement on the horizon. All right. Luke, and, and so... I've listened to a number of the the shows that Todd has done, and one of the things that has stood out is people's personal testimonies about things that have occurred that really shine the light on how their faith has led them and and covered them with the the cloak of of love from Jesus Christ himself. And one of the things that has stood out always was the story that you had shared with me about your son. And I believe it was your first that had some difficulty breathing. Could you share with us real quick that snippet of, of your life? Uh, yeah, I'd be happy to. I didn't know you were going to get all deep and emotional. On right away. We're going we're, deep, we're, man. We're this, hey, Cajun Catholics <laughs> is a deep show. We deep, need some deep, deep stuff. Deep into the pool, brother. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, so so John knows this story. And, and uh, my wife and I, in our first year of marriage, uh, you know, we're pregnant. And my oldest son was born. And uh, his name is Luke, also Luke Jr., 
and uh, we were super excited, right? Every parent knows going through that experience. You just, you're so pumped, and, and the day arrives, and everything seemed to be going good, and the baby's born, and, and everything is great. And then uh, we got feedback. We were with a midwife at the time, and, and she said, you know, he, his color doesn't look good. Um, and so we kind of, you know, we're corresponding with doctors and nurses. And, and before you know it, it's kind of a blur, but we end up, you know, we, they wanted to life flight us uh, from, we were in uh, eastern Ohio at the time, and they wanted to life flight us to Children's Hospital in Pittsburgh. But wouldn't you know it, but we got about eight inches of snow that night while Katie was in labor, and they couldn't, the chopper couldn't take off. So the next thing you know, we're, we're following an ambulance with our newborn son in the back of the ambulance from eastern Ohio to Pittsburgh going to Children's Hospital. So, mm-hmm. so you're on the cloud nine, the, you know, the highest moment of your life to all of a sudden just everything being in doubt. And for, um, for probably about three days, there, there was no sign, there was no clear indication that he was going to recover. He was having a real difficult time breathing. Uh, he was in the NICU on respirators, you know, going in everywhere and the, the respirator going down his throat, pumping his little lungs and um, he was a 10 pound baby. He's a big boy. It was funny because we're in the NICU and you got, you know, two and three pound babies around and, and people look at our child and what's, what's wrong with that kid? You know, <laughs> it's kind of funny now looking back, but, but at the time we just, we were, we were crushed, man. And, and I'll tell you it, I'm, I'm so blessed that Katie and I have always had the faith as part of our journey together. And so we just really turned it over. I mean, we just prayed nonstop. We were taking shifts being by, you know, his, his crib side, as much as they allowed. Sometimes in the NICU, you have to step out. And uh, it just really was a time when we threw ourselves completely into the, the hands of God. And uh, at the time when I was finishing college before we got married, I had a spiritual director. I called him my spiritual father, who was a priest in the Marians of the Immaculate Conception. Uh, Father Don Calloway, uh, Father Chris L.R., I think, some of the, the more popular MIC priests that you might hear on YouTube. Um, but Father David Lord was my spiritual father. And so obviously I reached out to him to share the news with him and just ask for his prayers. And it was neat because my son was born on December 5th. And like I said, for three days, the doctors just kind of, they were very status quo, like this is his condition, this is his condition. There was never any indicator that, oh, he's going to get better, don't worry, just give it a day. We never got that positive feedback, which I understand. They have to be factual and, and just stick to what they can observe. And then on December 8th, um, they came in and they just started, you know, pulling tubes out and taking them off the respirator. And, and we were kind of blown away. It was like this miraculous turnaround. And so I make the trip back because Katie's finally like, we need fresh clothes. We need stuff like that. So I drive home to Ohio. And while I was there, I listened to my voicemail and I got a call from my spiritual father, Father David. And he called and he had celebrated mass on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, December 8th, it was that day. And in the voicemail, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he said, Luke, I got your message, and today when I celebrated Mass, as I breathed the words of consecration upon the bread and the wine, I prayed that the breath of God would fill your son. And I want you to know that he remains in my prayers, you know, for this day forward. And I just, I was I was locked up listening to that voicemail. I still kind of get chills and, and emotional just recounting the story you know because it's really neat to see how how god walks with us you know every step of the journey when you're feeling the most alone he's right there with you so yeah i think when i hear your story i think of uh no sign will be given except the sign of jonah you know so you got no information but he was three days in the belly of the whale huh amen 
so, uh, so John, um, uh, you know, we, John was an, an amazing guest on the show and uh, got to share some great things. And, 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 and I don't know how much you know about Cajun country down here. Uh, we love our Catholic faith. We love our culture. It's a mixture of faith and culture. And uh, it's, we have uh, just a, the, the, the faith is deep here. And so, you know, I want you to share a little bit. I, I know that you're, you're, uh, you're the president of this Decided Excellence Catholic Media. Tell us a little bit about uh, how that, that could affect our listeners. Yeah, thank you, Todd, and thanks again for the opportunity to do that. So at Decided Excellence, I'll give you just a, a snapshot of our history. Three of our founders uh, were Catholic gentlemen, businessmen, who had about 15 years of experience in, in community publications um, at the time of the founding of Decided Excellence. And they were just doing, you know, secular neighborhood communications, publications, and they really felt strongly that because of their success on the business end, that they felt that they could unite that business model to their personal desire to evangelize, their personal desire to spread that Catholic faith. And so they started a, a separate company, uh, again, doing community publications, only this time our content is solidly Catholic, um, with the goal to to literally reach, to land in the mailboxes and on the, the kitchen tables of Catholic homes all across the country and to just present the gospel um, with a local face, right? So we always feature families and witness stories, and then also utilize some of the great Catholic writers and evangelists, such as Bishop Barron and, and Dr. Scott Hahn. And so that's really where it took off. It was late 2015. We opened our first publication in early 2016. Uh, in fact, it, it's kind of ironic, too. It was in Louisiana. It's still it's our Sulfur. oldest running publication. Uh, Sulphur, Louisiana. Yeah, go ahead, John. You can share. It's right by Lake Charles there. That's yeah, right. sulfur. Absolutely. A great fishing so, community. We've been at it ever since. So since 2016, we've been doing that. And we're in, uh, we reach over 200,000 Catholic homes every month, um, you know, with an annual run rate of, of over 2.2 million publications, you know, designed, produced, and distributed. And we really, we just love more than the feedback that we get from readers, you know, mm -hmm. people who have been touched. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you're Catholic-affiliated, but we know the stats. You know, oftentimes that means maybe you haven't been to Mass in four years, seven years, 14 years. Um, but you still check the Catholic, you know, box on the census or on the, on the survey form. And so we're able to reach some of those Catholics who maybe have fallen away a little bit and just invite them back into a relationship with Christ, first and foremost, but then invite them back into parish life, right? Because as Catholics, we know we're not meant to live our faith just individually by ourselves. We're, you know, we're called to communion, communion with God, and communion with others, you know, through the sacraments and through our parishes. And so we, we really take a lot of joy when we get that feedback from readers about how they've been touched and how they've reconnected with their local parish, their local Catholic community. Luke, I love that. And, you know, it brings up the, and I know I spoke of it briefly on training the other day, for some brand new publishers around the country, but I'll share it again now. I got a call from a woman and it started out well and I thought it was gonna go south because she said, can I change, first she started, can I change the address? So I thought, okay, they moved. And then she said, well, can I change the name of the person on it? And I went, okay, yes, absolutely. I said, could you tell me why? She said, well, we've been getting this magazine and we're not Catholic, but we read it and then I bring it down to a friend of mine about a block and a half away who is Catholic. So I wanted her to start getting that direct. And I'm like, absolutely, I'd love to do that for you. And as I was doing it, you know, the Lord put on my heart to go, 
would you like to keep getting it? First, I, I think it's awesome that you're sending it on down the road to your friend, but would you like to still receive it? And she said, can I? <laughs> I said, absolutely. I would love to keep you on there. And she said, I, I want to tell you, and I haven't said it yet, but I want to tell you just how much of an impact you're having on our little community. And I said, well, well, please tell me more. I said, I love hearing the, the good things that come of the magazine because that's the reason I started it was to put the word of God into people's homes and whatever fruits come from that is, is, a, is a true blessing and, and, and on point with everything that I've hoped to achieve doing it. And she said, well, you're connecting us because after we read the magazine, we go out and hand it to them. And after they read it, we meet back at either a friend's house or one of ours and we discuss our thoughts on the magazine. She said, you're actually connecting people and giving them something to go talk about other than what's on the news. And she said, I just wanted to let you know that it's making a huge difference for us and for the family that we've been giving it to. And I, I just think that that is absolutely what every publisher that exists in our company experiences at one point or another getting that magazine out. The, the idea that an average person, albeit all child, children of God, but a, an average person can have that kind of impact is also the fulfillment, and we've talked about it before, on the Second Vatican Council of the lady being involved in evangelizing. And this is a way that not only the, the laity can, but also local business owners by creating a, a business network around the Catholic community and the individual areas that we have magazines in can also be a part of that. And I think that's one of the, the beautiful parts of it. And if you want to touch on that real quick, the benefits of the the magazine for local businesses, I think that would be great to hear too from you. Yes, absolutely, John. But I, I want it, you got me excited about one of the things you said mm -hmm. there referencing the Second Vatican Council and, and the role of the laity, right? Us, the, the working folk, you know, who are not ordained out here in the world, you know, raising families and, and going to work each day, paying our bills. Um, I, I love that you brought that up because I think sometimes people get confused and, and felt like, oh, I'm, I'm a lady, I need to be more involved in, in my faith. And so we try to, we get busy doing things at the parish, right? And those are good things. I'm not trying to be negative about that. You know, I'm, my kids are altar servers. I'm trained to be an extraordinary minister of Holy Communion when Father needs it, you know, and that sort of thing. So those are good things. But the real, the real, like, animus of the, of the writing of Second Vatican Council when it came to the laity was us being out in the world, in our neighborhoods, on the ball field, the Little League field, coaching, interacting with our colleagues in the workspace. Those are the places where the laity can have a huge impact in spreading the gospel, right? And the clergy sometimes don't have access to that because they are tied up with the sacramental ministry and, and mm -hmm. those kind of things. So they don't have access to, you know, the lunch table in, in the office or the water cooler, right? So that's the, that's the fertile soil that the laity can get out there and plant those seeds of the gospel. And I think that that was really at the heart of what our founders, you know, had in mind when they launched this, this uh, organization, decided that called Catholic Media, was to literally kind of be knocking on doors, right? Like, we could go out house to house and evangelize. A lot of people are intimidated by that. And then we're also, you know, practically inhibited by how much time do you have in your week to go do those kind of things. But by using our professional, you know, experience, skills, talents to produce high-quality, beautiful, engaging magazines and to then put them in the, the mailboxes 
of 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 homes in a given community, Catholic homes and Catholic-affiliated homes. Um, that's an amazing way for the laity to be reaching out, to be evangelizing. And, and John, you know this. I'll share with you, Todd. I'm a huge, you know, St. JP2 fan. I, I came into my own faith life when he was our pope as a, as a young Catholic man myself. Um, and I just loved how he talked about the new evangelization, how we can't just sit back and, and take for granted, you know, that we live in a Christian culture. Because we all watch the news, and we all could probably make the argument that that, that you know, air quote, Christian culture is being chipped away, chiseled away. And so we, as Catholics, as Christian men and women, really need to be engaging the culture where where we have credentials, right, in the right. workspace, in our neighborhoods, on the ball field, and be authentic, you know. And, and that doesn't mean street corner preaching all the time. You know, it means being joyful. It means being, you know, supportive of your neighbors, helping out, working hard, doing all those things that really bring about uh, evangelization, which yeah, is awesome. So, so thanks for bringing that up. I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to Cajun Catholics, and today's guest is Mr. Luke Crawford. He is the president of Decided Excellence Catholic Media, coming to us via phone north of Pittsburgh. We're sort of in East, we're in Easter season. This show is taped, and we'll air a little bit later. But uh, I'd like to know, Luke, um, give us a sneak peek behind how your Lent has been, um, and and what what the good Holy Spirit has been has been imparting to you as it as it relates to your endeavor and your in your life, but also you know just in general. Awesome! What a great question, Todd. And you guys are right, man. You do keep it real on this show because Lent's one of those areas where. You know, it can start great and then, man, get your butt kicked, you know. And so I've had uh, the highs and lows of Lent. The, the Catechism talks about prayer as a battle. There's places in the Catechism where it refers to the battle of prayer. Um, and uh, to me, Lent is like that. It's like the battle of Lent. Um, there's a little bit of a competitor in me who goes into Lent, you know, thinking like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a good Lent. You know, I'm going to tighten up. I'm going to make some sacrifices. I'm going to increase my prayer life. I'm going to you know, do all these things, and then, you know, week one goes by, and, and you're flat on your back, just got steamrolled, you know, you're like, man, all my, my best intentions failed. And usually, so I'll share myself with this lens, you know, when I rely too much on my own will, on my own, you know, strength, I always fail, you know, and it's like, and every time it happens, I kind of laugh, I'm like, man, didn't I learn that lesson last time? Like, no, here I am again. Uh, so so I resemble it's that. really been a... Uh, it's been up and down. Um, John knows this, but, but I lost my mom to a, a four-year battle of cancer about a year ago. So we, we celebrated that one-year anniversary uh, just a, about a week ago here. So that was part of my remembrance of last year's kind of Lent into Easter. And so, you know, still processing through that, you know, as an individual and as a family um, has been challenging. But it's also, again, opened up opportunities for me to grow in humility. You know, and, and to say, hey, I, I set out in Lent, you know, to do certain things. Um, and in some ways, I've, I've been fulfilling those commitments, right, on regular prayer. That was one, right? Because in, in the professional, and Todd, I'm sure you experienced this, John. I know you do because we talk about this kind of stuff. Life is super busy. You know, we got, we got work coming at us from every direction. You know, we have our kids. They're in school. They're in activities. You try to carve out some time to, to spend time with your spouse and, and, you know, maybe get some exercise in. And before you know it, you're exhausted. You know, it's 11.45, you're trying to get a good night's sleep, and, and it's very easy to let the prayer life slip away. And so that's what I really tried to focus on during this Lent. Mm -hmm. 
you know, a friend, a close friend of mine yeah, said, uh, you know, uh, as in regards to that busy life, it's like it's like you're, you know, a ninja's throwing little knives at you all the time, and uh, and you, you're constantly ducking these these, and, and but but yet through prayer and through 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 Lenten, that getting closer to Christ, you're able to kind of slow things down, like uh, like in the Matrix, you know, and you're able to just um, to, to dodge those those bullets a little better. And you know, for me, I, I fasted hard for Lent, and uh, I've, I've John, as as a trainer, you know, he knows that we've talked about 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 that kind of thing, you know, about keeping your body healthy and exercising. And I lost 13 pounds over Lent. Uh, continued to to exercise and all, but um, it's it was a, it's been a beautiful Lent for me. We we do a lot of drinking in South Louisiana, you know, like we're professionals, and uh, <laughs> and I gave up alcohol for Lent, and and that was that was a tough one, you know. I'm looking forward to a glass of wine. I actually got to go to the Masters, and um, and and it's hard not to drink at the Masters, uh, but you know, picked up went to Mass in Augusta, uh, and um, just picked up some just some beautiful things. Uh, uh, the priest shared about John being uh, at the cross with with uh, with Mary, and you talk about losing your mother. One of the the things that uh, he, he he shared with us is that Mary's always found standing at the cross rather than sitting or kneeling. Something I didn't know, and uh, and how the, the the Holy Spirit in a very supernatural way breathed into him and said, "Hey, you know, John is the only reason she's able to move forward because at the moment where she says, "Hey, behold your mother, behold your son,' she turns that gaze off of Jesus and onto John. Will you be my John? Are you going to be John the rest of your wow. life for me?" And said, "Will you be my John? Are you going to be John the rest of your wow. life for?" me and it was wow. beautiful and he um that's awesome Todd yeah, I'll, of it, but uh you know um that's awesome Todd yeah. I'll, I'll share one practical thing along those lines and and uh awesome job on the on those sacrifices man sometimes people and I've heard this right they're critical of well, why do you give stuff up for Lent you know it's about self-discipline think yeah. of all the things that, that Christ gave up you know as as he carried the cross for us but throughout his whole life um, so I love that Catholic tradition of giving things up. And that's what I wanted to share. As a family, one thing that, that we've done, and we did it successfully again this Lent, Katie and I have done it for our whole marriage, 15-plus years, um, we give up all television, screens. We're not big, Ooh. you know, like online social media people by any stretch of the imagination. But outside of work and for the kids outside of school, um, it's shut down. You know, so no video games, no movies, no television, you know, no YouTube, whatever it might be. Uh, again, with the exception of work and school. And I'll tell you what, it every year there is just an outpouring of blessings in our family. Mm-hmm. You know, we spend more time together. We play games more together. We pray more together. We read more. We sleep better. Um, that is something that, that I would share with everybody to say, hey, you know, if, if you think you can't do it, give it a shot. You know, try it for just the triduum. Try it today, tomorrow, Saturday, and Easter, and it really will make a difference. So that's sure. one thing that we did that was successful this time. That is awesome. That also scared the heck out of me attempting that. I only have two kids, let alone seven. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, and one of the things that I wanted to highlight, too, uh, by bringing you on, Luke, was what it means to me as uh, a new Catholic to have the type of support that our company provides. Because I don't believe that exists really in the world today just because you have to be very careful around religion. And one of the things that has kept me in the game has not only been my relationship and friendship with you, but the way that you lead. And, you know, I think all great leaders were at one point great followers. And one of the things that has impressed me the most was the way you handled me 
in times where I was hoping to get a different answer than what you gave me, and it was the perfect answer that you gave me. And, and I'll, I'll talk specifically about when the hurricanes hit and coming out of that. And one of the things that I was most impressed about was if I was supposed to be making calls, but I'd rather have been on a rooftop helping somebody strip off shingles, that's what you said go do. That's what you, you told me. It you know Take care of your people. And when I go back to that line of it takes a village, there's nobody that I would rather have in my village than some of the people that I've met around Decided Excellence. And I think as humans, as, as human beings, we are always harder on ourselves than anybody else could be. And the most important language that we ever hear is the language of our self-talk because we can say things to ourselves in the quiet, in the dark that we wouldn't accept from anybody else and we believe it is true and it's not. It just happens to be how we're based, how we're built around our defenses and that that little voice that can keep us alive telling us not to step off the cliff can also tell us that you know we didn't have any business even trying that because we're not good enough and the idea that an average person with an above average desire can dive into the faith and get the support they need on a daily basis i i just think i remember when i told you one day when you called i said i think i've I've spent a month on the phone this morning and I haven't gotten anywhere. And your response, and I know you were smiling, was, it's humbling, isn't it? <laughs> it was cheerful. And I thought, <laughs> you know, yes. And that's exactly what I needed to hear. Not, well, hey, go call some more or, or shut it down for the day or do this or do that. And it was like, wow, love that. Luke, uh, we, we just have a few minutes left on the show. And, you know, I, I believe I, that the, speaking directly to the Cajun Catholic audience, we, we desire more. We want we want more always. And I think that's a reflection of our culture and our faith. And, and I, I'm thinking that what you do, what you guys do, is that more that they're looking for. But I'll let you speak directly to our audience and tell them what, what's in it for them. Well, great. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate that. And, and uh, given the opportunity here, I, I would like to invite all the listeners of Cajun Catholic to check us out online. We're at www.decidedexcellence.com. That's decidedexcellence.com. And we are looking to grow. John is a publisher and division manager down there in Louisiana. Um, currently, we do reach uh, communities in Sulphur, Lake Charles, and Lafayette. But as you mentioned, Todd, you know, the, the Catholic faith runs deep in Louisiana and Cajun country down there. And so we want to continue, you know, to do the good work of, of spreading the good news, um, reaching out into the homes of, of folks and just planting those seeds of evangelization, you know, and inviting them back into a relationship with the Lord and into a relationship with their, you know, local parish community. And so, you know, all the listeners out there, if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, you know, please check us out online at decidedexcellence.com. And we would love to uh, invite you to become a part of the DE family and help us to reach more Catholics down there in Louisiana. That's awesome. I, I want to challenge you guys to do a lot of visual things because I think people really can relate to visuals. And someone showed me recently a visual of, of the health of their Catholic diocese based on, on – um, on priestly vocations in South Louisiana and a handful of places around the, the country, uh, Lexington, Kentucky, uh, Louisville, um, some parts of Cincinnati are, are very healthy. Some of the only places where it's extraordinary where the where the, where they're coming from. And I saw this map and it impressed me. Another thing would be like how many adoration chapels there are in South Louisiana and where they are on a map. You know, these are the kind of things I think that that present a picture without words. You know, absolutely. So. 
you know, again, uh, just a blessing so much so to have you on the show, Luke. I wish we had uh, more time. And John, you guys are doing a great job, and I support you in any way. And if you have own a business in South Louisiana, I think this is a great way to get your name out there and, and, and evangelize, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much for being on the show, uh, Luke. Uh, look forward to maybe chatting again in the future and uh, know that you'll be in our prayers. Amen. Thank you, Don. I really appreciate it. And thank you, John. I hope both of you guys have a blessed trip to them and a, and a great Easter. Amen. Thank you,